Now let the words of our mouths and meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our scripture readings for today come from the New Revised Standard Version Bible. Our first reading for today comes from the prophet Micah, chapter 6, verses 1 through 8. Hear what the Lord says. Rise, plead your case before the mountains, and let the hills hear your voice. Hear, you mountains, the controversy of the Lord, and you enduring foundations of the earth. For the Lord is a controversy with his people, and he will contend with Israel. O my people, what have I done to you? And what have I wearied you? Answer me, for I brought you up from the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of slavery. And I sent before you Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. O my people, remember now what King Balak of Moab devised, but Balaam, son of Beor, answered him. And what happened from Shittim to Gilgal, that you may know the saving acts of the Lord. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with ten thousand rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has told you, O mortal, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, and to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. Our second reading for today comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 6, verses 1 through 11. On the Sabbath... While Jesus was going through the grain fields, his disciples plucked some heads of grain, rubbed them in their hands, and ate them. But some of the Pharisees said, Why are you doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? Jesus answered, Have you not read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God and took and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for any but the priests to eat, and gave some to his companions. Then he said, Then the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. On another Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and taught, and there was a man there, his right hand was withered. The scribes and the Pharisees watched him to see whether he would cure on the Sabbath, so they might find an accusation against him. Even though he knew what they were thinking, he said to the man who had the withered hand, Come and stand here. He got up and stood there. Then Jesus said to them, I ask you, is it lawful to do good or to do harm on the Sabbath, to save life or destroy it? After looking around at all of them, he said to them, Stretch out your hand. He did so, and his hand was restored, but they were filled with fury and disgust with one another what they might do to Jesus. This is the word of God to the people of God. Thanks be to God. So I chose the readings for today as I was thinking about what it means to do good and when it is we should do good. And so I first started thinking about the gospel account. In it, we have two different acts on the Sabbath day. In the first account, Jesus and some disciples are going through a grain field, and they begin to pluck some of the heads to eat. Now, at first glance, someone might think the objection is that they were stealing. However, that is not the case, as there are rules about eating grain from a field of hungry. The objection is not what, but when. You aren't supposed to work on the Sabbath day, and harvesting is work, no matter how small. If you work on the Sabbath, you aren't honoring the Sabbath, was the way that they thought. The reply brings up an account of David, that when David was on the run with his men and was hungry, 
He took the bread that was only meant to be eaten by the priests. It was unlawful for anyone else to eat it. But David was hungry and needed food. Our second account has Jesus teaching in the synagogue when he spots a man with a withered hand. Everyone is watching and Jesus knows what they're thinking. He has the man come up. He asks a very interesting and important question. I ask you, is it lawful to do good or to do harm on the Sabbath to save life or to destroy it? He looks around and I can't help but assume that nobody answers. We aren't given any indication that there is a response. It seems nobody, nobody wants to answer because the answer would seem to be a difficult one. So after the silent response, Jesus heals the man, which would again be considered working on the Sabbath, where you are supposed to rest. Now I've seen all sorts of contraptions that have been made by people who take very seriously the Sabbath command. The devices help to make actions that aren't considered work do work for them. It is interesting how far people will go to preserve the letter of the law. But Jesus brings up an interesting point. If we can do good on the Sabbath, why shouldn't we? Are we supposed to rest even from doing good? And Jesus gives his answer by action. If you are hungry and need to eat, feed yourself. If you find someone who is hurting, help them. Even on the Sabbath. Even if it upends all the traditional stances others take. If you can do good, do it. This all reminded me of Micah. In Micah, we hear God's challenge to Israel, and it was a reminder that he was the God that led them out of Egypt and saved the people. Basically asking the question, shouldn't you know I'm your God? So what does God want? Does God want burnt offerings, rivers of oil, the firstborn? Micah's response is this. What does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? This is what God has said is good. How often do we restrict ourselves to take the opportunity to do good? How often do we take a time out from things that ends up including everything? I'm not saying rest isn't important. And I'm not saying stepping back for a bit is a problem. But in Luke today, Jesus and the disciples don't seem to be doing anything but walking. But when they got hungry, they fed themselves. Instead of saying, I see you and your friends are hungry, can I feed you? They are instead approached with questions of the law. When Jesus goes to heal someone on the Sabbath, he's looked at with disdain because of questions of the law. His timing is questioned instead of him getting praise. Why couldn't it wait? That is what drew me back to Micah. The idea that the Sabbath had to be honored at the cost of helping others goes against what God says is good. To me, it would be like thinking that God resting on the seventh day meant God stopped caring on the seventh day. That isn't the case. I don't think we could ever say God didn't care about his creation. I think we need to be careful about how we decide when good can be done. We so often base it on expectations that may have been formed in ideas that don't match their original form. And this is true of the Sabbath rules. 
Jesus makes a point of healing on the Sabbath. Because if you can't do good on the Sabbath, what is the point of the Sabbath at all? It's a good point to make. We have to take time to reflect on why we have the rules we have. If we get too caught up in legalism, we get caught up in the Pharisee's trap. Instead of thinking, how can I help? We start wondering, should I help? When we ask ourselves that, we are already stumbling over the same issue the Pharisees and legal experts got tripped up on. Because it requires us to imagine that there is a time to not care. If Jesus shows us anything, it is that it is always the right time to care. Despite breaking with tradition, he does good when good needs to be done. He cares when people need cared for. This becomes important to us now because we can easily take things from the Bible and twist them into a shape and form that doesn't match the message of the Bible. This isn't helped by the fact that the Bible isn't a novel. It is not a cohesive narrative from start to finish. It is not a book put forward in chronological order with a flow from one author. It is a collection of books. It is a collection of accounts. And sometimes those accounts are collections of accounts themselves. When we think about Luke's gospel that we read today, we find a collection. Luke opens by stating that this is an orderly account put together from research. Sometimes we lose, lose sight of the overarching themes and teachings of the Bible by focusing too hard on individual lines. We lose sight of the forest for the trees. We fall into the failing of the Pharisees because we get caught up on something that we hang too hard on the words without considering the meaning. The Pharisees didn't like their tradition being upended and couldn't fathom that they had lost sight of the actual purpose by clinging to it. As I was thinking about this problem, I realized we can often create traps for ourselves because we can end up focusing more on the question and the words and we forget the people. Jesus doesn't stop to lay out a large scriptural argument against the Pharisees. He doesn't cite chapter and verse to explain what he is doing. Because in the end, it isn't a single line he's upholding. His point is that if someone is hungry, they need to be fed. Just as David took bread that wasn't meant for him, sometimes we have to do what needs to be done in spite of the letter of the law. If someone is hurting on the Sabbath, you help them because they need help. Doesn't that work still honor God, even if done on the Sabbath? He doesn't get caught in the trap because he simply accepts that God wants us to help and care for each other. And in that, he gives the overarching theme of Scripture. He teaches us to care and to love. To that extent, we must be like Christ and look at each situation in its own context. Should we ignore someone because of some traditional rule we hold? Would God want people to suffer and go hungry? Would God tell us to wait to seek justice, to love kindness, or even to walk in God's ways? I think Jesus gives us a clear answer. Know your situation, and if you can do good, do good. 
Because helping others is a clear directive, no matter what day it is. Will we sometimes run afoul of certain traditions and conventions at times? Yes. It happened to Jesus. But what if there is never a convenient time to help? What time is better than the time you can help someone? Jesus reminds us that we need to evaluate our situation and understand it and evaluate scripture and understand it and understand that if we seem to find doing the right thing seems to go afoul of scripture, maybe we need to read and understand better. Maybe we are taking the words out of context. Maybe we are taking rules for a particular situation and making them universal. Maybe we are focusing too much on the words and not enough on the meaning. If our faith journey brings us to a point where we ask, is it right to do good? We must take that question seriously with God in mind. We often also make the mistake of making everything an absolute. But one rule applies to everything at all times, and that's that. But just as Jesus shows in today's accounts, not everything can be looked at evenly that will bring about a good result. The same action in two situations can bring about very different results. Which means we need to remember the spirit of the law and not just focus on the letter of the law. Jesus addressed this. In Mark, when we have this account, he asks if man was made for the Sabbath day or the Sabbath day was made for man. In Luke, we see the culmination of that question. We see him say that the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. It brings us to an important point about the Sabbath. If we are created to obey the Sabbath, then the letter is more important than humankind. If the Sabbath day was meant to benefit mankind, we are the most important part of the equation. If humankind is the most important part, if the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath, then we need to honor the person, and if it honors the person, it honors their needs. If it is to be held, or healed, or fed, or clothed, or set free, that we must do good to the person if we are to honor God. We need to be able to allow ourselves to help, because if not, we ignore the spirit of the law to cling to the letter, which is the opposite of what Jesus says. Sometimes we have to ask hard questions. Sometimes we have to take another look at things that we think we know. Because the world will always change. The world will always present new situations which cause us to question how to do what needs to be done. We may be presented with situations that cause us to ask if we are doing something because it is part of our discipleship and our ministry, or if it is because it is what we were taught and we never asked why? 
Are we doing what we need to do to spread Christ's teachings? Or are we just adhering to rules that we just always blindly followed? These will be difficult questions, but we start by trying to do good. If we run into problems, ask what matters the most in that situation. It may be difficult at times and can get us into arguments and discussions that may challenge our views. But when we have those discussions, we might learn something we didn't see before. That if we use reason, experience, and tradition to understand Scripture, we gain a better understanding of what God's intent for us is. Just as Micah notes that sacrifices don't matter if we aren't doing good, sometimes we must ask ourselves what it is God truly wants for his people. If we look around and cannot say that our actions would please God, then maybe we need to be like Micah and note that doing justice, being kind, and walking humbly with God are a good place to start. That we be like Christ and note that if we are given a choice between helping and not helping, that helping others should always be the priority. Will we make errors? Surely. But if we make those errors, let us err on the side of hope, mercy, and grace. Because I know that God is present in abundant mercy. I would rather make the mistake of being too kind to others than not kind enough. I'd rather err in being too on fire for justice for the least and the last than to be too timid to ever speak up for anyone. Because those are things I see in Christ. Someone with a passion for making people realize they can be and do better. Even when it goes against the status quo, even when it disrupts tradition. That doing the right thing to help people was the priority. Doing good to love others is still key. I will continue myself to try to err on the side of grace so that I may always find every occasion an occasion to do good. Be it expected or unexpected, I pray we may remember each other in all that we are and all that we do so that we may honor God in all that we are and all that we do so that we are reminded of Christ and remind others of Christ in all that we are and all that we do. That we strive to do all that Christ taught us to do whenever and wherever we are. May we always be a people that is blessed with the ability to do good. Amen.